welcome to the Owners Collective Podcast. I'm your host, Prue Chapman, and I'm here to help you build a better business. Whether you're just starting out or you're looking to grow your global empire, this is the place for you. My mission here is to inspire and educate a new wave of business owners. Business owners that value purpose and planet equally with profit and projections so that we can truly use business as a force for good. Here, I'll be sharing real-time, real-world strategies that I've learned from mentoring over 15,000 businesses. We'll be covering everything from entrepreneurial mindset and marketing right through to leadership, finances, growing your team, and everything in between. Most importantly, I'll be helping you build the business that's right for you. To get started, download my free guide to starting and scaling your business at theownerscollective.com forward slash start and scale. Hello, hello, listeners, and welcome back. Today, we are talking about setting up for a sabbatical. This one is juicy, and my intention for this episode is that we can make the impossible seem possible, because sabbaticals are not only divine, but I would actually say that they are essential to keeping you on top of your game. Why? Because we're living in a creative age, so it's our creativity, our uniqueness that sets us apart. And basically, in order for that creativity to flourish, we need rest, we need space, and we need play. And you'll notice that all of these things, if left unchecked, can actually be gobbled up by the game of business. So what is a sabbatical? In essence, it's a break from work. And sabbaticals have got a really long history. So they date right back to biblical times and probably beyond. And back in the biblical times, sabbaticals occurred every seventh year. And for that whole year, there was no cultivating of crops. So both the people and the land rested and rejuvenated. Okay, makes a lot of sense, right? And sabbaticals are still practiced in many universities today. So professors are encouraged to take sabbaticals once every seven years as they're seen as revitalizing for the university by providing this really sustained time for research and creative activities, finding new areas of passion, acquiring new qualifications, and also for developing new courses and programs. So Not only does a sabbatical allow us to rest and recharge our creativity, but they also give us the opportunity to be ourselves as opposed to just being our work selves all the time. And I think there's something really important in that to just take off the coat of work for a little while and just rediscover who you are separate to work. Because of course, work is important, but work is one of the roles that we play. You know, we might play sister or brother, daughter, father, mother. This is not who we are. These are roles that we play in life. And that's what work is. And particularly for most of the people listening here, uh, you are self-employed you know, you run your own business. And so it can become all consuming and you can really become your work. But keep in mind, it's just one thing that we do. So sabbaticals can provide that really nice kind of detachment from work. And just to rediscover who you are, just sort of drop back into your own skin. So recently I took a sabbatical and so many people asked me both why I took the sabbatical and also how I took the sabbatical. So what I thought I'd do in this episode is actually walk through 
how that played out for me and also some of the things that I put in place to make sure that it felt like a really creative, rejuvenating time and not just like everything stopped at the door because that wasn't my that wasn't my intention for my sabbatical. I wanted my business to carry on, my work, my impact, everything to carry on. I personally just needed a little bit of time out. So how it actually began, and I know this is going to sound almost silly, but the first thing that I had to do was I had to decide. That was actually the most important thing, was deciding that I was going to take a sabbatical because most of us have fantasized about a sabbatical at some point. I can almost guarantee if you are listening to this episode, you have fantasized about traveling around Australia in a van, backpacking around the world with no return ticket, walking the Pacific Trail over in uh, the US and up into Canada, or plain and simply just not working for a little while. And for me, after working for myself for the best part of the last 12 years, I have definitely had this fantasy of a sabbatical. Now, I even actually interviewed Tess Ginnery, uh, I think it was late last year, and she quite famously kind of stepped aside from her rapidly growing design business to have a full 12-month sabbatical. And she told everyone she was doing it and then she came back a little bit later and what it did for her was just absolutely amazing. If you haven't listened to that episode on One Wild Ride, my other podcast, I would highly recommend that you go over and have a listen to it. Even recording that interview, we laughed, we cried. It's gut-wrenching at times and also filled with so much hope and promise. So please go do check it out. But this kind of just, I tell you this because I've been, you know, really curious about this idea of a sabbatical for quite a while. And she was the one person I knew that had taken a sabbatical. So I wanted to talk to her about it pretty deeply. So in essence, after thinking about it and talking about it for a whole bunch of years, One day it just kind of dawned on me that I was the only person that could make it happen and that I could actually make it happen at any moment, right? This was big. I mean, saying it out loud now doesn't really seem that big. It seems like it's fairly obvious. But when you're in the cuts and throws of business, when everything is moving so quickly and people have expectations on you, you've got team, you've got clients, all of these things, It's not often that you can stop and just take a breath and actually ask yourself what you need as the business owner and also how quickly you can probably make that happen. So, you know, for me, this realization, it came along with all of the usual fears. So I was actually, it was late one afternoon and I was walking down to Lennox Point, which I do most afternoons. It was kind of a gray day and I had this realization that, I could do it. And of course, the minute that realization came into my mind, so did all of the usual fears. So, you know, the biggest and loudest one, obviously, was I'm not going to make any money. I won't be able to pay my mortgage. Things could get really bad really quickly. And, you know, I think that this was, it was somewhat of a warranted fear. I mean, we were going through a global pandemic at the time. Um, me and my partner had just bought our second property not long before, so our mortgages through the roof. Like these were kind of, there was some truth in these kind of fears. However, every time I've thought about a sabbatical, my subconscious throws something up for me. You know, it's not the time. You need to get here. You need to do this. This should stop you. And so literally that afternoon, it was like a lightning bolt hit me. This is the time. Do it now you have to do it now. And so with that kind of commitment and decision to myself, I was able to park those fears for a little while. And 
what I did, I was almost at the point, the end of the point by this time in my walk. And so I just sat down on a rock. And as soon as I had firmly made that decision, this was the first time I'd made that decision, it was like I just downloaded the plan into my head. You know, it was this time as well, I should mention, we're about one week out from starting to promote our next high-end hustlers course. So it was as though that decision, if I didn't make it at that point in time, it would be at least another six months, if not another 12 months before I would have any opportunity at having time off again. So we were a week out from starting our promotion. And while I knew that I could get the next program over the line, I could get the promo out there, I just also knew that I'd been doing back-to-back programs for five years and I needed a break to recharge, to feel really, really good and energized about what I was doing. And also that was coupled with COVID. We'd just kind of been through the real intensity of COVID and it was a really busy time for me and the team because we doubled down on our support for business in our programs. And so really like I was, I was pretty cooked. So on that very ordinary afternoon at Lennox Point, I sat down on a rock and I decided that I was going to take a three-month sabbatical. Now, why three months, you might ask, because, you know, a wonderful sabbatical might be 12 months. But in the past, when I'd pondered with a 12-month sabbatical, it really, it felt almost too big for me. It felt like my business would fall off the edge of a cliff. It felt like we weren't well enough established. We didn't have the systems in place to really go for 12 months because I very purposely run a small business. You know, we have a small but very mighty team. Um, And so the three months actually felt like, okay, that's a really good amount of time where I know I can let go of all my woulds and coulds and shoulds and I can drop back into my body and I can rest and rejuvenate. And at the same time, my business can keep traveling forward. So that's why I decided on that three-month stint. So by the time I stood up from that rock down at Lennox Point, I knew, yes, I was taking the sabbatical and I had a game plan in place in my mind of what I was going to do. So the second thing that kind of came up for me, the second, I guess, hurdle I needed to face there was communicating it. And me, mostly, this was telling my team. And conveniently, we had a team meeting the next day And so I just, you know, and we were talking about the promotion for the program that was happening the next week. And I just took a deep breath and I told them what I was planning to do. And most importantly, I think I told them why I needed to do it, why I needed to recharge. And, you know, looking back on that, it was a a really hectic six months for them too, going through COVID. And so I also felt that they could use the break. And I reassured them before I even let them talk, I reassured them that this was only going to be for three months. And then I walked them through how I thought this could best play out. All right. I didn't want to go in there and drop a bombshell like, hey guys, I'm out of here. I'm on sabbatical. No. I said, this is my plan. This is, I'm, I'm intending to have a three month sabbatical. Everything will come back into place in three months. This is why I need to do it. And this is the game plan that I've got mapped out. So they knew that it was really careful and really carefully considered with them in mind as well. All right. And I think this was a really important, important part to just communicate that to them because I was communicating my needs, but also really cognizant of the impact that it was going to have on them and reassuring them that this vision of taking this time off was going to be in our best interest. And to their 
absolute credit. They confirmed that they thought it was a great idea. And together, we actually all decided in that call that we all needed a bit of time out. After running programs back to back for five years with rarely a week in between, um, it's been intense. And I think with me as the as the leader of Owners Collective, with me voicing how I felt at that time and what I actually needed, it gave the whole team permission to voice that as well. Okay, so now I've made the decision, I'd communicated it to the team, we were feeling pretty good there. I also gave them about two months notice. So it was two months notice before uh, I was going to take that three months off. So it gave them time to plan, all of us time to plan and prep. And this was actually the next crucial step in planning for the sabbatical was creating the space for smooth sailing. So as I mentioned, we had a promo period just about to start. So for us at Owners Collective, our main gig is really running our high-end hustlers program and our alumni program. And the high-end hustlers program happens once or twice a year. So we could just actually pick that up in the calendar and move it forward three months or backwards whichever way, three months. So that part for us was actually pretty easy. But the thing was, is that I didn't want to come back to crickets. I didn't want to, you know, take a beautiful three months off and then come back to work at a standing start to start, you know, marketing and promoting a program. That just felt like, whoa, that is, that's going to sneak up on me really quick. And I'll be dreading coming back to just like a slog of work. So what I did was I wanted to ensure that our marketing was consistent throughout the time that I was away and also that we were making sales. That was my full intention for that three-month period. So basically that no one would know that there was no one home, all right? I felt like what I could do was batch create like a mofo and then schedule it out for that time period that I was away. So that's exactly what I did. Our main marketing channels at that point were number one was this podcast, also email marketing, which is also always very big for us. And finally was Instagram. And so what I did with that two month period that I had to plan for the sabbatical was I created 12 podcasts. And that meant one for every week that I would be off. And then to accompany every podcast, I created and scheduled created and scheduled a weekly email newsletter and then a corresponding Instagram post. So just by doing that, just by creating those 12 pieces of content and then putting them throughout our channels and scheduling the lot, it meant that our marketing was consistent throughout the whole time that I was away. No one would have known that there was no one home. And in fact, I would actually say that I was more consistent with our marketing in that time I had off than I am usually. So I guess there's a lesson to be learned in that as well. So what I was careful of though, so that all sounds pretty straightforward, but I also wanted to see sales coming in. You know, as I mentioned before, we'd just bought our second property. We're going through COVID. All these things were happening. So I knew for my subconscious to relax in my sabbatical time that I wanted to see some dollars dropping into our account. And so what I did within those podcasts was I put some very carefully timed calls to action for high-end hustlers. So for example, when our super early bird opened, then when our regular signups opened and finally our last calls for high-end hustlers, right? So there was actually calls to action because what we all know, listeners around here, is that people need a reason to buy and, you know, they need these prompts and reminders. So I carefully put those into the podcast that were going live throughout that time. 
Also, our sales page was scheduled to open and close at different times. And so what that meant was when we opened the sales page, we could still be securing new signups, new members while I was on sabbatical. Okay. Now this is kind of contrary to a lot of, to a, to the way that a lot of people teach online programs and promoting online programs is that they teach you have an open cart period. So they'll do some sort of promotion, then they'll have open cart for two weeks, then they'll close the cart, then they'll start their program. That can be very powerful because it's a really strong call to action at that time. But for me, knowing that I wasn't going to be around in that time, that wasn't going to work. So I had to do it a little bit differently. And so what that meant was putting in those scheduled calls to action and then making sure that our sales page opened and closed, you know, at corresponding times. Okay. So worthy of mention here as well with our sales page is that it is comprehensive. So it really contains all the information that people should need to make a purchasing decision. And if they need more, there's actually an option on there for them to email us. And then an automated email follow-up hits their inbox with additional information that they've requested. So you guys hear me say here all the time, the systems will set you free. And this is the system setting me free in action, okay? So you can see from our marketing across all our channels, right through to our sales page, our sales funnel, and conversion, everything was fully automated. And the dreamy part was it worked and sales rolled in while I was in the garden. So if you are thinking about a sabbatical, I would highly recommend that you have a think about how you're going to continue to receive sales while you're off, if that's possible for you and your business. Or if you're someone that really does need to meet with clients, like maybe you're an architect or an interior designer, you need to go to their house physically to see the the job in front of you. Then what I would say is preload your sales for when you return. So just say it's January and you want to have three months off. So you want to have February, March, April off. Then in January, pre-sell everyone in, in for a May start, because then you can imagine if you've already got people start, new clients starting in May and you have those three months off, you're just going to relax so much more deeply knowing that you're going to come back to clients and to that consistent income. It is just how the subconscious works. So that's what I would say. Either, you know, if you do have a business model similar to mine, think about how you can continue to receive sales. And if not, think about how you can preload them as best possible. Now, once all of that was in place, so I'd taken those two months to really to batch, to communicate to the team, to batch create, to make sure it's spread across all of our channels, and then to put in some really strong calls to action and make sure that our sales page corresponded to that. The next was actually committing to the space of the sabbatical. So what did I do with my time off? Well, interestingly, the first week I started writing a book. Yes. Everyone's always told me that I should write a book. So I thought, what a great time. I've got three months off. Why Why don't I use this to write the book? And me, in my typical over-the-top style, I took over the spare room of our house, which I'm sitting in right now, and it was a bit Rain Man-like. I went and I, this is like the first day off, guys, just to paint a picture. I went out, I got like 
cardboard. I stuck it up. The, the cardboard, the big sheets were going to be all the chapters. Then I got the coloured post notes. They were going to be all the points to the chapters that I was going to talk about. And I just went round and round and I really carved and perfected my book idea. I took about a week to do this. You know, I was really into it. I was like tunnel visioned into it. And then after a week, uh, some friends of ours came and stayed and they needed to sleep in the spare room. So trying not to look like a crazy person, I took all my Rain Man bits and pieces down and hid them in my wardrobe. And you know what happened? Like the second that I did that, I just felt so much relief, <laughs> so much relief that in this three months off, I didn't actually have to write a book. I mean, that's so my style, guys, is that I like get tunnel vision and I go down that tunnel and I can't see or hear or think about anything else. And as soon as those visual cues came down, it's like my whole world opened up. And then I was actually able to allow for the space and not have to fill it up with stuff. So then I kind of realized that, well, this taking away is actually a good thing. So this wasn't a conscious decision, but I just cleaned out almost everything in our house, like out with the old, you know, I needed to energetically clear some space. I did it from inside our house, under our house, just got rid of a whole bunch of stuff. And then interestingly, as I say it out loud, I started gardening a lot. So I started planting new things. And, you know, this was the start of winter. So I wasn't really supposed to be planting the things that I planted, but I did anyway. And they grew, interestingly also. So I started gardening and that was really, I needed to get out of my head and into my body. So actually shoes off, feet on the ground, dirt on my hands, just be in body for a while. And just the I guess unraveling is the best way to describe it that happened in the garden was just mind-blowing and also simultaneously just so calming for me. And so I, I gardened for quite a while doing all sorts of things. And then with this space feeling much more grounded, much more in my body and out of my head and releasing all these expectations, I'd actually wanted to learn to surf for forever. And I mean, I live just outside of Byron Bay. So we have some of the most beautiful surf in the whole world here. And so I went, I bought myself a board and I started to surf. And it was just amazing because therein introduced this play element into what I was doing. And I'm out there, I'm such a goofball, I'm falling off waves, having so much fun, no expectation. And I say to people, you know, I feel like in my regular life, you know, leading this business and our members, that I have to hold everything together quite a lot. And, and I like doing that, don't get me wrong. But it was also just so wonderful and freeing to find this place where I could be a total novice, a total beginner, the worst in the water, and just an absolute goofball. And so, yeah, I really, I, I loved surfing. And I continue to surf now, gardening. Oh yeah, I'm still gardening a little bit, but the surfing's really like got me, got me at the moment. So all in all, guys, the result was that I came back to work. I was so energized, so enthusiastic, and I just honestly felt so much lighter. Like I just felt great. And the kicker, and I've left this to last because you kind of deserve it if you've stayed till the end, is that we had our biggest intake into our program ever. And I'm talking like almost double the amount of members that we normally get off the back of having three months off. So no work for three months or very little work for three months and our biggest ever intake. So it was a real lesson to me to maybe 
grip on a little less tightly and also to give myself what I need because that's going to be the best, not only for me, but for the business, for my team, for our members, for everyone. And I'm a firm believer in this. If there's something that you need and you give it to yourself, if it's best for you, it's best for the world as well. So hopefully you can get that as a little takeaway here. And as where our intention started was that the impossible might seem a little bit more possible. So folks, there are times for hustle, but there are also times for rest. And if you're feeling the pull towards a sabbatical, if you've done your hustle time in the early years of your business and you're feeling that pull towards your sabbatical, then I can't recommend it more highly. It is definitely something that I'm going to be scheduling into our calendar moving forward. I already have for next year. I've already scheduled my my two months off, uh, extending to three actually, months off for the sabbatical. So all you need to do really is, is make that decision. That's the biggest part. Make the decision, get a plan together and just do it. Do it. It's so worth it. Alrighty, guys, I'm going to wrap us up there. I hope you've enjoyed this one. It felt like a really important one and also a very personal one to share with you guys. So I hope you enjoyed it. Thank you so much for joining me and I'll see you back here next week. Same time, same place. Thank you so much for tuning in. And if you never want to miss an episode, be sure to subscribe over on Apple Podcasts. I'm also dropping some juicy business building tips on Instagram. So head over to at Owners Collective to join in the fun. And finally, folks, if you're hungry for a deep dive into the entrepreneurial story behind some of the best businesses around, be sure to listen to my other podcast, One Wild Ride, where we talk all things good business, positive impact and epic adventures with the most inspiring entrepreneurs around.